0: Hello, hi, and welcome to Hunchpig. All right, I need a minute. <laughs> You're Hold out on. of breath. I got a cookie here. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, I'll forgive you this time, but I don't mm. think the listeners will. Oh, you know what Jess hates? Jess from Massachusetts. No, no, one no. of our long time. Uh, wait, listeners. have we started? Yeah, I'm eating cookies. <laughs> That's
1: fine. We should restart. You didn't like "Mm." (laughs) that.
0: I mean, I liked it. I was doing it. We have to leave this all in. I don't think anyone else. (sighs) I don't care. We've started. Okay. She hates the sound of us eating. (laughs) That's actually. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. So it is Katie. Yeah. From Massachusetts.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Small
1: world okay <laughs> Man, so what, what so we' just started with me eating yeah
0: why why have the mics moved
1: uh, right so my microphone has moved
0: yeah I mean mine I assume you never touch it
1: because uh, I moved it over to our computer oh. so that Katie and I oh Katie from Massachusetts um, Katie and I could record a video um, oh for the house begging someone to... <laughs> Let yeah. us buy their house <laughs> with a lot of money. Um, yeah. So, flash back to actually ex- immediately after we recorded last episode.
0: Yep. Episode not, nine. 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 Episode uh, nine. The tenth ever episode. Right. Uh,
1: immediately after that, <clears throat> um, I said, "Hey, let's check out. Let's try to make this open house. We're gonna be, you know, towards the end, but." Seems like we really like this house in Beverly, yeah. uh, Massachusetts, and so you should, ca- you kicked me a- out or whatever. We yeah, you know we uh, immediately jumped in the <clears> car. <throat> yeah, Shot off. Yep, went up there, um, and really liked the place. It was kind of had this like old world charm, uh, built in 1905, but it was renovated really nicely as well. Okay. So it kind of had the best of both worlds right. in that sense. Old and new. Yep. It All had plenty of space. It had a big... I'm just talking about it like it's gone. It had... It is gone. <laughs> it's dead to you. Well, we'll get there. Um, so the attic was great. Uh, it had a full basement. Yeah, attic was <laughs> great. The attic was great. <laughs> attic was great. <laughs> it was the best yeah.
0: best feature. Oh, love attics. Is this the one that had no back door?
1: Uh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. No, it had plenty of doors plenty of doors um that's what you want and that's, that's what you l- want are
0: being invaded had some decent closets
1: <laughs> just listing things
0: uh had a wood stove oh yeah which we that's uh that's a deal deal closer i mean
1: it shouldn't be i've been told by people <laughs> that it's like not that expensive of a thing but it's just i don't know yeah. It's just nice. It it's something in that the you kitchen
0: would, you would never put in yourself. Right. But if probably it, not. If it was already there, mm-hmm. you would use it at least twice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Uh probably a Christmas morning. Yeah, it would and... be the, and it would be the best. It would be the best. Like everyone else in the family, yeah, would be like dad or husband is yeah. <laughs> messing around with the wood by a stove again oh please don't why is he obsessed light the chimney with on fire!
1: yeah yeah um yeah so there's a whole uh you know cords of stacked wood out back just plenty of wood multiple cords so they've never used it <laughs> well <laughs> that's a good question so i had this this kind of romantic image of just chopping wood for the family <laughs>
0: i like how you would you chopped with both hands oh. as if you had an axe in each hand <laughs>
1: that's making fun of my arm yeah just that's running, how i pictured it just running through the woods like a berserker jumping down yeah. trees yeah weapon in each hand <laughs> chow 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 <laughs> and i come back with this beautifully stacked kindling and wood and make a nice fire for my family and yeah all these all these nice thoughts um i had a deck garage that was kind of falling apart but um yeah convenient for both of our commutes um where was that beverly okay um anyway so we were happy with it
0: beverly paul salem it is okay
1: so when i say convenient uh it's in the same town where katie from Massachusetts works Uh, right so more convenient for her but yeah also fine for me there's a commuter rail there okay um Anyway, so we were very happy with it, and it was in our price range, we thought. Uh, (laughs) So we talked to our our, uh, agent about it, said we wanted to make an offer, and... um, (laughs) Slurp, slurp, slurp. (laughs) Uh, And uh, anyway, we we asked you know what should we offer we really like it we don't want to get overbid right um but we also don't want to bid too much and leave money on the table yep so i had this interesting conversation about that uh then i learned about something called an escalation clause which (laughs) is things escalate yeah um where you
0: um so you still this is this is where you can basically say uh what you're willing to go up to yeah and you'll like auto bid yeah it's like eBay. Yeah. like ebay think of like ebay except the except you're dealing with you know <laughs> hundreds of thousands exactly yeah and um you kind
1: of have to trust i don't know, there's a little bit of trust even though <sighs> that in seems... the yeah
0: <laughs> like i don't trust
1: yes <laughs> i i was with you i was like i don't know about this but um you can put into it. You can say uh, requiring proof of another bona fide offer, right? That is above ours. We will escalate a thousand dollars above that, or however much you want, right? Up to a certain maximum point. Yeah. Um. So we really wanted it. So we're like, yeah, let's just, yeah, we can afford it. We're still happy with it at that at the top kind of ceiling price that we gave, right? Um. And houses in the area were selling for. Anywhere from, you know, right at listing price to twenty thousand over seventeen over. Yep. Um, it seemed like there's a lot of seventeen over exactly, which is weird. But so it was competitive market. We're like, you know what? We like it. Let's go for it. Yeah. And um, heard back that there were five offers or like I don't know a lot of offers. Um. And we were basically in a bidding war with another offer that also had an escalation clause right
0: and uh their escalation calls went higher
1: so we were yeah presumably yeah and uh so we were asked to give our our final um best and final offer yep based on that and so we actually went a little higher yep. than our uh ceiling was um and ended up so our, our best and final was 20,000 over list price right and still didn't get the house (laughs) yeah so it was a frustrating like roller coaster of three days where we saw it really liked it we um started picturing ourselves living there yeah and because you have like we were talking about this with um with derek at work and it's like people like no don't get emotional about houses like just think very Think of it as an investment and try to like, right. step back. From but you have it to and, lift that. Right. Like <laughs> That's the thing is I feel like once you make an offer, if, if it's a place you're going to live at, which we're assuming. Right. Um, to get to the point where you want to make an offer on it, you have to be emotionally invested and like picture yourself living there. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't make an offer, right? Yeah. You're just like, uh, I don't know. Maybe some mm-hmm. people can separate the, <laughs> their brain in a way where they can be completely... <laughs> Rational, logical about it. But um, so it was It was stressful and um, just kind of heartbreaking a little bit. <laughs> We're like, Yeah. Damn, really wanted that house. But um, there's more out there. I'll keep looking. Um, I would have...
0: Um, whenever it gets to things like, okay, make your best and final offer. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like no matter what, you feel you've made the wrong decision because if you make your best and final offer mm-hmm. and then it gets accepted, it means you offered more than everyone else.
1: Yeah. The whole system's set up so that people, I mean, from the seller's perspective, it's set up so that right. buyers pay more than they need to. Yep. Right. That's, yeah. that's what they want. It's like,
0: it's, it's like it's set up for housing prices to inflate. Yep. Whereas
1: on, on eBay, particularly mm. if you bid, there are set increments. Yes, where if you say I'm going to bid a hundred dollars on this, but it's currently at fifty, and someone else bids seventy five, it's going mm. to go to eighty automatically. Yeah, and, it, and you trust the system; you know that. Oh, that's, that's what no. happens. Yeah, yeah it's um, very straightforward how that works. But this is a little, it feels a little more sketchy and a little
0: more like, yeah, it's <laughs> trying to be. So my favorite to deceive you a little bit. My favorite um, style of bidding, I forget what it's called, but. Um, Basically, everyone does a blind bid. So you don't know what anyone else is bidding. Mm-hmm. And then whoever wins pays whoever came second. Like that price. Whoever wins pays, pays whoever... the second highest bid. And so what that
1: means is that... Oh, they don't pay money to the second the no, person no, no. who bid. I was really Sorry. Like, Yeah, This I... makes
0: no sense. Okay. <laughs> I said that wrong. Interesting. So the winner... Okay. Pays whatever the second highest bid was.
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: And that's interesting because it means that, okay, well, everyone is, um, wants to win. Mm -hmm. So they're encouraged to put what they actually think the thing is worth. Right. Up on the table. And you're not going to get screwed over Mm -hmm. because if everyone else in the room thinks it's only worth half what you think it's worth, that's what you're going to pay. Right. Um...
1: That's weird. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Is that called what's that called? Does that have a weird name? Uh, it does
0: have a weird name. I'd yeah. have to look it up. Cool. Don't mind me. <laughs> um Ian just reached over and fondled
1: <clears> my mic. So with the with the uh, the nylon uh, pop filter? Yeah. Yeah. There needs Am to I be... too close to it? Uh, no it was too close to the mic oh. it might still be a little too close to the mic so it needs some space in between the How's filter that? and the mic you need more space <laughs> I'm trying to explain something here so <laughs> so when when the air the yep. pop that is meant to be filtered hits the filter <laughs> it Wait. needs some it, it it is dispersed by the filter a bit right so it's kind of like Whatever. But if it's right against the mic, it doesn't have enough room to kind of disperse, so then it doesn't really do anything. Anyway. It's called a vickery auction. Vickery. Vickery. Isn't that like um, like a church? Like a vicar?
0: Hmm. Or... A... It's a sealed bid auction, so everyone uh-huh. submits their bid without knowing what everyone else is bidding. Yep.
1: Uh, blah-de-blah-de-blah. What's a vicar? Does a vicar live in a in an abbey?
0: Sure. <laughs> what this type of auction is strategically similar to an English auction. I'm going to stop reading Wikipedia
1: on yep. our podcast. Cool. Um,
0: would that be a good podcast if you Just only w- read
1: Wikipedia on the podcast
0: and never gave your own input or <laughs> opinion? I guess
1: no. A little bit of commentary, maybe.
0: <laughs> I like always reaching for. For the, uh, badger link. Oh no, he's gone away. That kind of commentary? What? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Just I like c- that. commenting on someone else. Play by play. Ooh, should we check the references? Yeah. Um. And he scrolled right past the
1: body of the... <laughs> so anyway, so the week was, you know, stressful and frustrating. Yep. For that reason. But, um, we had some... We had a good report on the baby on the way. Oh, cool! So that was awesome. What's I like? Um, like the there's no signs of genetic defects. Okay, kind of testing
0: they did like the measurement of the back of the neck and all yep. that kind of thing.
1: Yep, all that looks good. Nice. Um, so really, you know, it was nice to have that to like <laughs> take into perspective. Like, yeah, we wanted this house, but. Yeah. But at least we have a healthy baby. Yeah, that's... Yeah. It was hard
0: to... Yeah, one or the other. Yeah. Hard to be sad with yeah. that. So... Yeah. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. Um, you know babies can swim when they're first born? I... Uh, yeah. Yeah. They just know? Yep. Because they've kind of been swimming for a while? Yeah, kind of. Or no? <laughs> I guess. But then I was... I suppose I was confused because you can see babies breathing in the womb. Like, even though their lungs are full of womb fluid, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they'll, like, practice um, using their lungs, mm. um, I think. So, if anything, I feel like they try and breathe underwater. Hmm. But they don't. As soon as they get into water, they hold their breath, apparently. Interesting. I did and, not try this and with my child.
1: And, and that counts as swimming? Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, they'll thrown into the water and you hold your
0: breath. Well, they'll hold their breath while they're underwater. They'll flip onto their back. Yep, um, to get their head out of the water (laughs) Uh, because they can't even support their head. Yeah, at this point, (laughs) so they'll flip onto their back and like lie on their back and kick. Rely on the on the buoyant powers of of nature. Yep, nice. And apparently, this is true in a lot of animals. A Lot of animals are born with the inherent know-how. Of how to not drown. I don't really
1: know how to swim. Oh, um, so what do you mean? Living in Boston is kind of strange.
0: Why is what <laughs> we <laughs> you don't know,
1: by the ocean? We
0: don't have like aqua tunnels that people <laughs> have <to. laughs>
1: Okay, so yeah, um, my <laughs> my mom <laughs> took me to swim lessons when I was like two, um, and they just dunked my head under the water, and I immediately screamed and cried. Yeah. Probably underwater. No one can hear you. And above (laughs) water. Both. So I took in water and then screamed and gargled and yeah. (laughs) Yep. And, um, man, my mom, um, did not show tough love at that point. She just could not see me crying like that and screaming and cradled
0: and took me out of the class immediately
1: and never went back.
0: (laughs) So, um, top parenting tip yeah yeah um Um, make sure your child is never unhappy (laughs) yeah but i can
1: i mean i can tread water okay so i wouldn't if you threw me into the ocean i wouldn't drown immediately shame (laughs) it would take a couple minutes (laughs) um yeah so i can i can get from point a to b it's does it's not graceful it doesn't look like
0: swimming can you breathe through your nose? Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I There's something about I can't get my legs, like my feet, all the way up. It doesn't make sense to me. Oh, to lie like, down. To, to kick.
0: Yeah. To like... Yeah.
1: I don't seem to...
0: You have to just trust that you'll stay floating out of... The mm-hmm. thing is, like, water covers, like, almost all of that. Mm. So... There's like this natural sort of, you don't want to be in the water, have Mm -hmm. your head in the water, so you kind of lift your head up, which kills the Mm. buoyancy, and then you sink. Interesting. Yep. So you need to lie back, have your ears in the water.
1: Yep. That uh, sounds like something,
0: sounds like the problem. We're going to have, we're going to have swimming lessons, basically. (laughs) Next week, we will report back. Homework. Yeah, I'm going to teach Ian how to swim. So many people have tried this. <laughs> it offends oh. me. Hey, oh. anyway,
1: oh. Uh, interrupted by Saved by the Bell. So, uh, don't have to swim. Cool, cool, That's cool. That's not how that works. Oh. see, so, No? We'll be back shortly.
0: Have you heard the... You know Saved by the Bell is some weird... Have you heard this theory that it is in his demented mind... Honestly, I thought you were gonna say don't pour all of the bottle in because we only have tiny glasses. <laughs> <laughs> just beer going everywhere. I'll give, you a, I'll give you a little credit. <laughs> like you don't need that much. It's just overflowing. <laughs> no, at the bottom. Matt, stop, stop pouring the beer. At the bottom,
1: there's gonna be some some sediment, some okay. yeast, and uh, and I need to avoid that stuff.
0: Was it recording this whole time? Yeah. Just silence or ghosts. Yeah. Which is another thing—they don't exist. I'm worried that you were seriously suggesting that they do exist and not just playing devil's advocate. And I want to confirm that you agree that ghosts don't exist. I don't know. I hear some really bassy sounds I right don't now. Want... That might be. <laughs> yeah, that's me hitting the hitting the is table. It? Well, it's can you, you prove now. that to the listeners?
1: <sighs> sounds kind of like someone. Okay. Are you going? Are you stomping?
0: I. Do you seriously think there are ghosts?
1: Uh, why wouldn't there be?
0: Why would there be? Doesn't make any mm. sense.
1: Hmm. What makes sense?
0: What does make sense in the world? The fact that there's no ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: Logi- okay. Logically. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty clear. Yeah, you should
1: just live your life that way. There's, there's, there's nothing after no death. Here we go.
0: Oh, that's a nice sound. That is a nice sound. Is it overflowing? It is not overflowing. That's perfect. This is my beer. <sighs> the beer that I made myself and Ian helped me bottle. Hard pour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That looks like beer. It does look like beer. I'm impressed smells like bananas. Still? Yeah. You said it wouldn't. I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. It does smell like bananas. Oh. Ooh. I'm pleased. That's good. It is good. I'm surprised. Mmm.
1: Yeah. I That's didn't nice. Think it would
0: be. That's real nice. Huh. Good surprise. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm happy.
1: This is the the sound of an extremely extremely happy British man.
0: Yep. Yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> it's uh, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not. I honestly <laughs> thought it would be terrible. <laughs> no, it's great. Hmm.
1: Uh, I feel like a bad brewer now. I spent three months on that beer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Still don't like it. Yep. And I just... yeah. <laughs> we had to drink it every week for yeah, four or five weeks to make sure that it was bad.
1: I should try it again. Yeah. Soon. Next week. I don't think it's going to be good, but we can. Hmm. This is awesome, though. Yeah. Very drinkable.
0: Like, I could have a couple of these. Hmm. I mm. mean, you do in your fridge. <laughs> you have like six of them Yep <clears throat> So how much, you said leave some of the sediment at the bottom How much would you leave in a bottle? Uh, like a Just like a quarter inch You
1: know, just a, Half of that maybe Okay Yeah, you can see the colors a little yeah. different coming out Um, Interesting A little bit of a slurry at the bottom And I think it's also It kind of, it helps if you pour it all at once Yes. and then let it fall back because then once it falls back, it kind of mixes in a little more, Mm. but you know, yeah, cool. You'll probably get a little more banana flavor if you have more of the bottom stuff. Yeah. It's kind of the yeasty, yeasty uh, stuff.
0: Mm.
1: It's good though. Massive success. So that's called uh, Block Party Amber Ale? Yep. Is that what it is? That's what it, the kids is called. Trying to paint a picture for the listeners.
0: We're having a party. It has some good lacing. Decent uh, lacing. This is when these are the legs that come down that you would usually look for in wine.
1: Right, yeah.
0: So you give a little spin
1: and... Uh... I mean, it's still, it's still bubbling. Yeah. Which... I'm oh, pleased with. It's very, very nicely carbonated.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is um, pretty amber. Yep. It, it is not see-through at all.
1: Yeah, it looks um, kind of like a yingling.
0: Okay. It's
1: yeah. Nice. It's good. Cool. Good job. Thanks. Um, do, you, do you have any... Uh, do you know which style you want to brew next? Or? I think I
0: might do a stout. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's my next. Yep. That's my next batch. However. Yep. Um, there is five gallons of this.
1: <laughs> You're right. Um,
0: <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, I was saying. Um, so I usually brew with my friend Chuck. and uh, In Massachusetts. And uh, he. Um, you know, we split the batch. <laughs> so it ends up being about. A case of beer for each of us, and then we share it with people and give it away, and so it's easier to manage. But yeah, yeah. five gallons for basically one person is a it's a pretty serious amount. It takes a while to get rid of that. Mm. Get rid of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: it's a, it's a weird thing, like um, <clears throat> sort of going through all this excitement of brewing beer, mm-hmm. and now that it's brewed, I'm very happy, and I have all these bottles of beer. But I, I want to brew the next batch <laughs> yeah. and I don't want to do that until yeah. I've drunk more of this delicious beer.
1: So when I started, I started doing one gallon batches mm. and that was kind of a nice way to... That seems a lot more reasonable. Just to experiment and um, basically end up with a 12 pack, like really more like 10 bottles. Right. Um,
0: Whereas we ended up with 49 <laughs> bottles of this. Right.
1: Uh. Yep. Um... <laughs> So yeah, and then, because another part of it too is like, I'm sure I'm going to mess up. Because that right. that was an all-grain kit. Yeah. So it was harder to mess up, or easier to mess up with the all-grain. Yep. Um, with the one-gallon.
0: Well, I think also, like, I had a lot of, uh, like, I knew you already had done lots of home-brewing, and so I asked you for loads of advice. Mm-hmm. And so there was less chance of this yeah. going wrong. Yep. So I felt pretty good about um, this.
1: <laughs> it's funny, though. Like, when I helped you bottle, we we did almost do something disastrous. I can't remember exactly what. Um, Uh,
0: We almost left um, sanitizer in the bottles.
1: Oh, right. Um, Which may have been fine, but I think from what I read on the internet, the type of sanitizer you had was not a no-rinse sanitizer. Right. It would have Um,
0: made this not taste as pleasant. Yeah.
1: I don't think it would have been toxic, but it maybe would have interacted Mm. a little strangely
0: with the beer. Um, Cool. So I got some... um, Wireless headphones. Yeah, what are those called? That I wanted to talk about. They're called Earin. Earin. One word. Okay. Earin. Earin. They're from a company in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Bodeborg. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. There seems to be a lot of that, actually. Yeah. Um, so they come in this uh, sort of charging case mm-hmm. that looks like a really thick pen, I guess. Yeah. Um, it kind of looks like the forgetting device in men in black (laughs) yeah it does uh because the the top flips up Uh uh-huh and that has the tiny i mean these are so fucking small
1: yeah these are really handy so earphones i my first impression looking at them is that i would put them in my ear and they would either just fall into my brain (laughs) (laughs) or they would immediately pop out of my ear and uh you know a A train would run over them and they'd be gone. Right.
0: I mean, just to get an idea for their size, they're about the size of my fingertip. Mm -hmm. Like if you were to cut off at the first um, crease. What's that called? Uh, Knuckle? Knuckle? Knuckle. I I thought these specifically were your knuckles. Oh. Uh, Anyway. Wow, what's a knuckle? (laughs) Wait.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, those are your knuckles. Okay, those are your knuckles.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's amazing how much I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, these earphones have nothing on them. Yeah. Like there's no interface or anything. anything. Basically, as soon as they come out of the pen holder thing, they're on. Okay, so they're trying... And connect it to my phone. So they
1: they do the pairing request once they, are, once they leave the case.
0: Yes. Once they're put in the case, they are off. Okay. It, it uses magnets from what I understand, to turn it off and on. Oh, cool. Um, so while it's in the case, it's charging. The case has, like, a battery in it. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as they come out, they pair with my phone. And I have an app on there that shows me. Can, um, can you do, like, equalizer stuff on the, through yep. the
1: app? And Oh, that's so cool.
0: Yep, so. What? So, um, so I've been pretty pleased with these. Yeah. Like, they work really well.
1: um, Do they sound good? They sound really good. For music? Yeah. Not just voice? Not
0: just voice. Because I've heard... um, They have this button that boosts the bass that I will never press. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that Bluetooth headphones,
1: um, you know, don't sound great for music. Right. But,
0: I don't know, it's probably good enough that I wouldn't notice, (laughs) to be honest. So these are connected, and it has like a battery sensor. Mm-hmm. So they're hundred percent. I have this little. Balance Wait, what thing. is
1: happening? Something's happening on your phone screen. Oh no, no. I mean, okay. Just... <laughs> Matt put his <laughs> his earphones on top of his phone screen with the app open, and I thought that it was maybe weighing them, <laughs> or I don't know something with magnets. And okay, so yeah, that that <laughs> yeah, it's actually not a thing. Okay. Um, So you just took them out of the case to turn them on and now you can mess with their settings through Uh, the app. Yep. That's really cool. Uh, can I ask, uh, how much they run for?
0: A hundred and eighty dollars. Okay.
1: So it's an investment. Yes. But, um, um, but I mean, yeah, if you're commuting a lot and which you are and, um, just even just like taking a walk or. Right. Super nice.
0: Um. Yeah. So they have some problems. Mm hmm. Um, I think this is one of the things about being, uh, early adopters mm. of things is right. the technology isn't entirely my Apple watch <laughs> <laughs> hasn't entirely been worked out. Um, if I try and pair it to anything that isn't my phone, I essentially render them unusable mm. until I've rebooted everything. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so I made the mistake of going into work and thinking, oh, I'd love to listen to Spotify on my laptop. Yep. And I tried to pair it to my laptop and then it didn't work. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll listen to it on my phone, but then they wouldn't connect to my phone anymore. I've, yeah, I've discovered this with
1: Bluetooth in general, though, that it's just like a stubborn protocol. Right. I don't know what happens, but it just locks to a certain thing you don't want it to lock to and then it won't unpair yeah or um it's like some things will pair automatically like we have a couple cheap bluetooth speakers that were you know 10 15 bucks on like clearance Mm. um from black friday sales or whatever um just for you know listening to a podcast and the while taking a shower or that kind of thing and one of them like will not if you pair it yeah if you pair it to one phone you have to like go in and say, forget this device. Yeah.
0: For it to pair to anything else. It's like it's yeah. Annoying. And the yeah. It's especially annoying because this has no interface.
1: Right. Like <laughs> the these headphones. Oh, uh, okay. So it's the it's the blessing and a curse, right? The simplicity right. of taking them out of the case is like, oh, this is great, I don't have to do anything. Right. But then when you actually need to configure it or like but when it doesn't work magically
0: right then you're just like well that's, that's, now now what that's the thing is when it when it doesn't work like the other day when it just wouldn't connect to anything yeah um i was you know basically looking at two black boxes that's why i feel a lot ember js <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're just staring honest, at it like, like i don't know when it doesn't work it has these promises of this magic stuff happening yeah and then when it doesn't i'm just like
0: uh, I have no idea. Uh,
1: yeah. D- I know programming, but I don't know what to do here. Yeah. Um anyway, that's a inside baseball thing, but um inside baseball all of our our huge <laughs> listener base that are are not programmers will not understand that. But
0: yeah. um I by the way, just to to bring balance, I still really like EmberJS and I feel like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we often pair on the harder problems. Yeah. And we come up with solutions that are okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes a little disappointing. Right. But, um, some, you of know, that's, some
1: of that's JavaScript in general. Yeah. To be fair. Um, it's a
0: big framework, it does a lot of things. Yeah. Um, sometimes too much. That's your opinion. That's my opinion.
1: <laughs> these are not the opinions of my co-host. Yep. Um
0: anyway, cool. Yeah, anyway, talking about so, so I would not advise anyone gets these. Oh, okay. Um because of the pairing issue. Yeah, I would wait a couple of generations. Okay. This is like the first um <clears throat> really of these tiny tiny bluetooth headphones. Yeah, cuz I that have come out. Okay. Cuz so there's there a are, bunch, right? There are a there bunch like in <laughs> In the in process, right? Yeah. So these are the first sort of released and mass produced. There are a bunch in development, from yep. what I understand. Um, loads of other kickstarters and things, um, and there are some other technologies that weren't available when Erin was uh, designing these. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would hold off. But this is the future. It's cool. Yeah, I um, am terrified of losing them. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I would be too. Because they are insanely light. (sighs) Like... Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I would be... Like, going on to like a packed train or something, I think I would be a little nervous. Huh. Yeah, these are very light. Yeah. Like they feel... Like they're not
0: there. I don't want to say they feel cheap. But like right. I, I don't, you know, it just feels like there's nothing, yeah, nothing going on. And so you you put them in, and they're like, I mean, they're essentially like tiny earplugs, right? Um, and they act that way; they're really good at sort of noise canceling, and
1: that's cool. Hmm. Um, yeah, I have a.
0: But yeah, I can't advise anyone gets them unless you're like really big into. I mean, <clears throat> that sort of thing. I
1: do buy a lot of pairs of headphones. I haven't gotten any...
0: Yeah, you're more of the audiophile.
1: Yeah. Like the two of us. Which is tricky um, when you want something for a commute.
0: Mm. Um,
1: <laughs> I, this would be very awkward. Like, the pair I'm wearing right now have our Sony... Uh, let me see what they are. Uh, v 6 They're kind of a classic studio monitor uh, staple.
0: Mm.
1: Um, they're pretty flat and how they respond um a little bassy because they're sony's but but they have this like um old it looks like a phone cord <laughs> like you know, the like curled the, up yeah the curly q uh cord which i have tried to like wear these around the house like with my <laughs> like plug into my phone and i like wrap it around my like torso yeah because it's a really long cable so otherwise like it's just <laughs> it's just weird it's just I, like i trip over it and yeah so they're not very portable in that sense, but they sound good, and they were like fifty bucks. Yeah, and they they're very comfortable. Um, yeah. Anyway, but I haven't I haven't delved into the Bluetooth headphone market. Yeah, I, I is, think is
0: this because you're you're worried about audio quality
1: over Bluetooth? There's a few things. There's the audio quality issue that I am worried about. Um, there's the inconvenience of having to charge them, right? Which your
0: case does. Wait, how does that work? So this 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 <laughs> case, half of it is a battery. Okay. To so charge the battery, the other half is the headphones. So when I'm not using the headphones, you put them in here. The headphones turn off and they charge. Yep. From the battery, uh, but it has like a USB cable to charge the case.
1: Right. How? Okay. What is the what is the battery life I, of the headphones themselves? Okay.
0: So of the headphones themselves, it's been about three or four hours. Okay, which has been perfect because I can listen to them for all of the morning. Yeah, put them in the case, go have lunch, come back, and they're charged. Yeah, um, and then the battery. Uh, the in battery the case. in the case, I don't know, because I haven't. It's never run. Do you charge it every night or? Right. So yeah. this is this is another problem of simplicity. Mm-hmm. Um, there's basically two lights on this case, <laughs> um, and if the lights are off, I don't know if that means that the headphones are charged. Or that the case has run out of battery.
1: Does that um, does the app tell you how much no. battery the no the case, case doesn't has.
0: the case doesn't have like a mm-hmm. USB. Oh, it uh, doesn't oh, have right. like a Bluetooth or anything. Yeah, okay. So, I actually have no idea. Huh. Yeah. Like because everything being off, either means everything's okay, yeah. or I have no power.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. So the battery thing is an issue that yeah. I would worry about. Um, the audio quality is getting there. I think it's, I think we're on the verge, like you said, there's a bunch of these that are like on their way. Right. Um, and they manufacturing but... that I think it's getting very competitive and I think that will drive prices down soon and yeah. quality will get a lot better.
0: I saw, um, I saw some bigger ones the other day, which sort of, um, they sit, uh, in and they maybe have something to go around your ear. Okay, so but they're they, like on on ear. Yeah, not, so these are over ear. They're not they're not on ear. They look like a hearing aid, I guess. Oh, okay. Like it's like fully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clasps to do your they have a, ear. They have a neck thing that goes. No, through, or no. They're two separate units like this. Got it. Um, but they have a touch screen. Oh yeah, and so you can do gestures on your ear.
1: Ugh. Um. I don't know know about gestures. I think I'd rather have, like, buttons.
0: Right. So it's... um, But this is, like, the... uh, What we're moving towards. Eventually, we'll get to the point where this technology is so cheap and so reliable... Yeah. ...that we'll be putting interfaces on fucking everything. (laughs) And you Yeah. It'll be like, oh, how do I do this? You just fucking stroke that part of it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. and the magic happens oh yeah okay (laughs) and so i can see like you know star trek future you having this little death (laughs) Uh, you're having this thing in your ear and like you know swiping forward swiping up to turn the volume up and that kind of thing right
1: um yeah i don't i don't know i've used a lot of gesture things that i don't such as your watch like no the watch doesn't have gestures <clears throat> oh yeah it's not a multi-touch screen but i mean a Maybe s- it is a swipe is a gesture yeah you don't swipe on here yeah how do you like scroll uh there's a digital crown
0: oh yeah there is
1: yep yeah it's so, a whole different but it's a touch screen it's a touch screen so you can touch you
0: never move your finger across the screen
1: um not to scroll do
0: you do it to swipe left and right
1: No, it doesn't. It's all just... Oh, Oh. wait a second. Let's see. Oh, I guess you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I mean, that's a gesture. All right. (laughs) Fair enough. Huh, okay. Yeah, I don't use gestures, but I guess you can. Awkward. I think that goes to show, yeah, that I don't use my watch much. Yeah. For, I don't know. I don't use it for... The reasons why it's expensive, as much as. right, yeah. Um, you want another beer? Yeah, I do. Mm. Pause
0: mm, for a second. Would that be weird to have a second intermission?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Oh God,
1: we can think outside the box. you like compromise because it's not.
0: Yeah. It's not that it's the sweet. Perfect hunchback beer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could use a little more hops, but <laughs> but it is. It's good beer. Oh. Also very good. So very good. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna have it at uh uh cask temperature now, maybe. Yeah. It's funny, oh, everyone. Man. When we went to ireland everyone's like oh you're gonna have the warm beer you know it's all the I mean, it's all the warm. beer is warm over there i'm like
0: really okay and then no that's not a thing yeah <laughs> like we keep it usually it lives in the basement in a cask yeah where it belongs and basements <sighs> are or cellars look at that beer. Cold. yeah you know it's it's fucking good you know what would suck
1: if this is the best beer you ever made,
0: <laughs> I, every beer after this is a disappointment. I'm telling you,
1: I, i've chased I've chased, <laughs> chased the dream, the feeling that I had a couple times. I'm like, oh man, that like the third like session IPA I made was so good. Mm-hmm. We made um, it was so good, and yeah. I was just like, oh, I really just want that beer again. Like, yeah. and it's funny, like especially at the homebrew scale, there's so many factors going into play that you don't have no idea
0: what you did right or what went wrong yeah
1: yeah like you'll
0: do the the time of year
1: yeah the time of year like which apartment you were living in and where you stored it yeah that's gonna affect it like the temperature (laughs) the insulation in the room where you had it the time of year what the weather was like in that time of year um yeah there's so many factors so it's tough and like the, when you buy hops, for example, like it has a, a, you know, alpha acid value that says how bitter this is. Right. And that's just a guideline, right? It, it's, it's a living plant that can be, you know, it's like saying, yeah, this is a hot pepper, right? Right. And a jalapeno, I've had jalapenos that are like, oh, this is nothing going on. And I've had jalapenos that are like, okay, this is, yeah, this my is mouth is on Fiery fire. death. Right. All, and that's all the same, you know species of plant but
0: yeah it's just a guess you know so it's interesting because there's so many foodstuffs that we're like it's been heavily sort of like genetically modified or like grown in very particular circumstances that we are used to okay when you get sweet corn it's always going to be like this yeah or when you get this type of apple it will always, you know it's a very consistent yeah. thing but then when you grow vegetables yourself or you you know make beer yourself mm-hmm. that's not what happens right we do not have a strict industrial process oh yeah to produce the same results over and over again
1: yeah it's it's kind of amazing like yeah. um it does make you appreciate the the big industries mm. um and how they make things even though you know, we we joke about like the big American beers and right, Budweiser and Miller and Coors and whatever. But they their brewers like they have some serious scientists yeah. that work there. I to mean, make so sure that every single batch is is, is identical, identical. I, like so consistent. Yeah, which is cool in a different way, right? Right. It's like I think of it kind of as um, I mean it, maybe it, the maybe like. You know, beer is like art and science. Right. And I feel like that, their part of it is more science at this point. Because it's just, we need to just keep producing the same product, no matter what the hop yield is this year. Right. No matter what kind of, if a a maltster goes under and they don't get malt from the same farm and from the same um, kiln. (laughs) I think that's a word. um, They need to just deal with that. Yeah. And figure out how to... Tweak the recipe, tweak the machines, the right. equipment, the temperatures. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It is. But then the craft beer industry is, you know, a lot more forgiving. Like, that's part of the fun is that oh, this IPA tastes a little different this year. That's yeah. You know, you kind of want that um, right variability,
0: which is cool. I mean, that's that's something that's also true of wine, at least very good wine. Mm-hmm. Is like it isn't something that that gets, I mean, I know that it does get mass produced, mm-hmm. but I guess it's not at the same level of consistency. Yeah,
1: like I don't know. Like,
0: there is this thing of there being good years and bad years. Oh, And, right. like, you know, the grapes are different, and the the, you right. know, the process may have been the same, but the wine that you end up with...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people wouldn't, I don't think... <laughs> There would be such an industry around wine if that weren't the case.
0: If there wasn't that variability. Yeah. Yeah. There's a certain romance to it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's the whole draw. Yeah. Of getting into it. It's like, oh, have you had the 63, whatever. Right. We don't know what wine is. The answer is no (laughs) for me. But um, yeah, it's cool.
0: Yeah.
1: could also be, I feel like there's a music analogy here too, where, Hmm. um, you know, mass-produced pop music is has has a formula, right? To it yeah, that works, that has,
0: and it's a formula that has been more and more refined. Yep. Like pop ten years ago means something different, yeah, from pop today. And um, when, like, the idea of pop popular music was mm-hmm. first a thing, it pop music was a had a much broader, yeah, category. Right, like you could throw a lot of things into that. Yeah, I mean, it was anything th- that wasn't
1: church music, <laughs> kind of, right? Like, yeah. there was church music, there was classical music um, for orchestras, and then right. there was kind of everything else. Yeah, um,
0: but that, that category has got, like, thinner and thinner and thinner.
1: Right, right. Um, Which is interesting. So that's, like, the the Miller Lite of music, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, it, it does change. So I guess it's not a perfect analogy, but it,
0: I don't know. It doesn't vary a whole lot. I mean, I guess has, does Budweiser and Miller change? I mean, I haven't. Not much. I haven't been drinking it over decades. True. I'm sure it has. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it has. It must've.
1: Um, yeah,
0: but. I imagine when it first came out, there was a broader spectrum of flavors. Yeah. That you would get. Yeah. And that has become more and more refined.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sure the, you know, computerized equipment has, mm. helps a lot for the consi- consistency yeah. part of it. Um, but yeah, and then there's the, then there's the, enthuse- the music enthusiasts who dig deeper and right. they want to know, they want to like find the new interesting stuff. Right. And, and like split hairs between, oh, this is. This is hardcore emo goth and this is, you know, alt country folk, whatever, you know, like really dig in. Yeah. And that's what they like about it. And there's some people that just like to flip on the radio and drink their Miller Lite and just enjoy that. Yeah. As is. It is,
0: it is funny. um, Even though we sort of crave something different, Mm -hmm. that we are still determined to categorize it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, even if there's something that is arguably a new category, yeah. we'll make up that category. Yeah. <laughs> and immediately put it in there. <laughs> yep. Like, I it think... Ha- it has to be in a bucket.
1: Right. It's. I mean, that's got to be a just limitation of the brain, right? That's like, right. our only way of... Pattern matching. Yep. Of really relating to something is we have to connect it to something else. Yeah. You know, you can't be... <laughs> like... In a vacuum. You cannot... Think of it this way, like... What would a music review look like in Rolling Stone magazine for a brand new artist if they couldn't reference any other <laughs> musical artist? Right. Ever. Yeah. Like you'll. I bet in the first sentence you'll see something about Bob Dylan or right. You know the Beatles. Some some something to tie it back so that you're like, oh okay, well I like this band.
0: I can imagine what like part is sound a mark
1: like. is a marketing thing. Yeah. But like, how do you describe? Yeah, how do you express music a sound <laughs> in a, in a vacuum? Yeah, without relating it to huh. other things. Um, and I guess part of it is like, why would you? Because music doesn't happen in a vacuum either, right? No. Like, yeah, you are people are
0: influenced by these other people, yeah, pretty directly. So it's interesting. Yeah, it's fun. So I overheard a fucking ridiculous conversation. Um, one of our co-workers is an early adopter in most things mm-hmm. um, One of the big things is uh, someone just popped into my head. yeah. <laughs> one of the things is payment processing. Uh, okay. So payment process like paying with your phone. yeah, uh, yeah like yeah. new forms to pay right like paying with biometrics. Mm-hmm. So I overheard talking about paying with your face. This is coming from Google. The idea that your face would be scanned (laughs) and you would use that to make a payment. Okay. Which is the worst idea I've heard in a long time. Wow. Did they not learn anything from Google Glass? Um, So I immediately... um, Another one of, I immediately said, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Like, all this means is that, you know, when your identity gets stolen, oh fuck, now I have to change my face. Right. Like, (laughs) I could not come up with a more Orwellian way
1: (laughs) to pay for something. (laughs) Like fingerprints, maybe? I don't know. We'll just take all of your fingerprints and then you just bought your Starbucks. Right. Like, but
0: then as soon as someone else gets your fingerprints, yeah. like, oh, I guess I have to burn these off. And yeah. Or like
1: Minority new... Report where they
0: scan your, your yeah. retinas. Oh, now I need new eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so oh uh, uh, another one of our co-workers, you can probably guess, said, um, yeah, biometrics, the uh, password that you cannot change and is always visible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which is... Did a... both of these names start with J? Uh, one of them did. The other one starts with a H. Okay. Which people say I. I did you say say that letter word H? I did.
1: H. What do you say? How do you spell the way that you say H? Can you spell that? H.
0: H. A T C H.
1: H A T. That's
0: hatch. H. Maybe with an I. H A I T C H.
1: H, yeah, okay. H. Um, How do you say it? I say, H, H, like with an A. Yeah. Do you say? H. Do you say like rosemary and thyme?
0: What I are those? Feel like I'm having a. Stroke. Are those herbs? Herbs. Herbs. Her- is that what you say? Yeah. Say it again. Rather than herbs. Herbs. I say herbs. Can I put some because herbs? Because there's a fucking H at the beginning. <laughs> and we're not French. It's not silent. Do you? ate it when I say <laughs> herbs. Yes. Yes, I do. It makes me mad. You sound like a fucking country bumpkin. <laughs> Maybe I am. Uh, gonna get me some herbs. Gonna put them in a stew. <laughs> I deserve that from last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna let you roll with that for a while. God. <laughs> huh. However, I do have this rant. And, um However. And then I do get annoyed by the fact that we say our instead of how. Oh. I don't know why. That sounds weird. I'm yeah. not gonna start saying that. I'm not gonna start saying hower. Yeah. I'm gonna be inconsistent, and that's okay. Hmm. Are you being I don't know who I'm trying to convince. Are you being... I think
1: I'm trying to convince myself. Are you being honest about how you pronounce hours? Oh, oh god. Yeah, where are you with honest? Honest? Oh, you're right.
0: Okay, I don't know. Honest. Honest. Honestly, I don't know when I'm supposed to pronounce my h's. <laughs> I mean, I am sure. I know yeah. exactly when I'm supposed to. Yeah. But one of the one of them is uh, oh, fucking the other one that annoys me. Like you decide the fucking herbs you're going to pronounce the French way, yeah. but then you don't say niche. What? Do, wait, what? That's my niche. Oh, I say niche. Oh, do you? I say niche. Yeah. I've never heard an American
1: say niche. I think I've always said niche. I have said niche, but I I say niche. Hmm. Yeah. There's a small um, niche of Americans that say niche. <laughs> and i I think I'm in that. They're in that
0: that niche. Yeah. Oh, that's you. That's me. Um not a ghost. No. <laughs> this is a good beer. Yeah, I'm pleased. Good job. Thank you. I don't know how much longer I can keep being polite about you complimenting the beer. Yeah. It seems weird. I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay. So you make me uncomfortable by bringing up sexual things. Yeah. And I make you uncomfortable by complimenting you.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: That's fair. What is this podcast about?
0: What? Why? Where does this question come from?
1: I don't know. We've had, uh, what, 10, 11.
0: 11. This is our
1: 11th? Yeah. Uh, What what are the cross-cutting issues? Beer? Are we cutting crosses? (laughs) Do you have (laughs) an issue with that? Um, Wow. Uh, What is GTD and TDD? This is really a weird topic. Well, there might be some people that... What is GTD? And I can
0: decide whether this is a weird topic. Okay.
1: GTD. Hmm. Stands for getting things done. Ah, uh,
0: are you aware of this? I'm not. <laughs> that was an interesting response. Yeah, um, I, I feel like this is something I can okay talk about.
1: Cool. So, getting things done is a um, methodology for productivity. <laughs> it's a okay. it's a kind of a formal system for to do lists. <laughs> Huh? Um, like, very structured and um, kind of gives you checkpoints in your day to day to make sure that you're getting things done. To make sure that you're getting things done that you want to get done, okay. all the way from you can think of the, them as like levels of abstraction. Of like, you come up with these like higher level level goals, right? For you know,
0: achieving things.
1: Yeah, but uh, even higher than that, like kind of like purpose, you know, like Mm. family, um, relationships, career, whatever. And then like from those, you can come up with projects. A project... I mean,
0: these are not new ideas. This is just goal setting. So um, far.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So a project is... um, Like this is something I can do to... That will push me towards that eventual goal. A project is an outcome. It's an outcome.
1: So a project is a um, an outcome me. that you want to... That's not what that word means. ...happen in this context. So, so
0: projects would be like getting married? I mean, that's that, maybe? Does um, that sound like a project? That could be a project. If you were in like a long-term relationship and you wanted to... But uh, no, so Push that so to projects, the next
1: level. In general, projects are like way... Lower level than that, like way, oh, lower level. way more in the weeds. Like I want to be happy within getting married. It would be like, um, book a caterer for the wedding.
0: Oh, okay. okay. I mean, yeah, that's a project.
1: That's a project. At the end of this project, there's a very clear outcome. Yes, we have booked a caterer. Okay, okay, and then say that's a project. Yep. Um. So in a without really thinking about it. If we were making a to-do list, that might actually be an item on a to-do list, right? Yes. Say, book a caterer. Yep. Yeah. Turns out it's more complicated than that, right? Like the steps that you have to take to book a caterer are actually a lot of steps. It's not a single to-do item. Right. It's a project. Yeah. Um. First, you have to Interview decide oh, yeah. on what, kind, what of kind of food you want. Yeah. Um, and then yes, you have Sarah. to... Yep, you have to, there's all these prerequisites that you yeah. don't think about when you're just like, oh, we need to do this. Yeah. So what happens is you just don't do that thing. <laughs> like, you just put it off, and because you haven't done the pre-work right. of figuring out what that work is. Okay. Okay, so GTD is about, like, taking something like that and, like, doing this pre-work every once in a while. Every week, you have a okay. weekly review. Yep. And you're like, this is something I need to break down um into what they call next actions okay um or actions i guess but every project at any given point uh for it to be actionable is you need to know what is the next action it's all very it's common sense really. right, right, right but it's a way of there is
0: value in sitting down and taking that time to yes. actually yes you um, force yourself into this pre-work
1: yeah so that when you're doing the work it's very rote and easy mm-hmm. you're like oh the next step here is is call this caterer yeah or is decide on with this other person like this other person is a dependency my fiance and i need to sit down and decide what kind of food we want right and it sounds very i mean i don't know uh
0: so is this like a i don't know like a self-help book is it kind uh, of right okay
1: so it's become this kind of... There's kind of a cult around this... guessing things <laughs> this done. This guy who invented this. Uh, his name's David Allen. Okay. And he wrote this book called Getting, Th- Getting Things Done. Yep. And now he's like this productivity consultant who travels the world and gives talks and... About being um, Companies hire him and pay him a bunch of money to help their teams get things done and okay. organize
0: their lives Now and blah, blah, blah. Now, <clears throat> the topic that you have on our Trello board which yep. is a productivity tool we use, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, is GTD versus TDD. Right. Now, so, TDD to me sounds for test-driven development. Yes, exactly. So if you're listening,
1: um, maybe you've heard of test-driven development.
0: Right. This, test. this is the idea that when you're building software, you would start off, before you write any code, writing a test, which would exercise a series of steps and check the outcome. Yes. Um, Now, the reason we like this is uh, because it drives um, you to write the bare minimum you would need to achieve what you planned out. Right. So, an example test would be something like a user uh, goes to the login page. They um, enter this as their email. They enter this as their password. They click login and they are shown a dashboard. Yep. Um, and and that pushes
1: you to, you know, that test will fail because you haven't written that code yet. Right. And then you know exactly what you need to do next. Yes. Right. So this is where I was like, wow, these are the same things. GTD and TDD are actually the same things. Right. TDD, one of the big benefits of TDD that I love is that it gives you a productivity framework for writing software. Right. Right. Like it, you start with this vague requirement from a customer or from, some backlog of issues that might say um, users can book catering through the website. Mm. Right. And you're like, okay, I needed to make this feature. Right. What does that mean? What does this mean? Like part of that is like g- doing better requirements gathering and, and getting the specifics from the customer, right? Like the person making the software, the stakeholders or whatever. Yeah. Um, paying for the software and getting to the point where you know what to build. Right. Right. And then, but then TDD gives you that same kind of, um, safety blanket and focus. Yes. Where you can say.
0: You've, you've taken the time to sit down and say, how do I know when I'm done?
1: Right. Yep. Exactly. You have this, you have this, um, like I'm done when the test passes. Right. Right. Huh. This outcome that you want, you define it. Um, very specifically in the test because it's code, it, yeah. right? Like it's computer code. It's not this vague idea. It's a concrete thing right? that you have taken the time to do the pre-work. Then when you actually implement the thing or think of it as like doing the task, you know what to do because you've yeah. already done that. And it just says, hey, do this thing. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, that's easy. Like the code part is the easy part, yes. right? And like that's the whole point of GTD is that doing the work It's actually very easy. Yeah. It's hard to do a weekly review and figure out what do these things mean to me? Right. Like what are the tasks that I actually need to do? Exactly. Yeah. And so I was struck by that recently Hmm. thinking about TDD and both. And I was like, wow, I think like GTD appeals to me. I'm not good at getting things done. Yeah. (laughs) Lowercase. (laughs) Ask my wife. Um, (laughs) So, but I like the idea of it. I like the structure of it, huh. and I think the they both appeal to me psychologically for the same reason. Interesting. Um because I don't I think part of it is because
0: I feel like TDD though is a very fast feedback thing. Like I don't sit down at the beginning of the week and write all the tests yeah, for stuff I'm going to write this week.
1: No, but you you, that could be think of that as maybe a um, a sprint planning meeting or an iteration planning right meeting. that seems kind of yeah. like a weekly review in GTD okay where you where you build out cards yeah those cards become tests those yeah. cards become feature tests yeah um, at a how very you, high level
0: how do you feel about that process like the whole agile <clears throat> methodology when it's followed strictly because I don't I've think been... it's ever been followed strictly <laughs> so I don't know so um, I've experienced with my latest client a lot of uh, process around agile methodologies. So the, I think the whole a... sprint planning and mm-hmm. um, this sort of thing, and it feels it feels like it's very good for certain things. Like when you ha- when you have a very clear idea of what it is you need to achieve, and the kind of like when you can pl- plan in advance what needs to happen but it's not very agile (laughs) right like that's 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 the irony that's the thing is like if in the middle of the week suddenly the requirements change Mm -hmm. there's nothing in the process for handling that
1: Hmm. yeah interesting um because it's hard to it's hard to get a lot of communication outside of those strict meetings is that part of it do you have these like set meetings? Well,
0: it's also, there's, there's like a culture built up built up around it of sort of like, um, okay, these are the stories that we've planned to do this week. If you don't do these stories, we haven't met our...
1: So the week is the most granular. Um, uh, it's two weeks for them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So two weeks is the most granular, like, unit of time in a way, yeah. in, a, in a planning sense. Yeah. So you can't pivot within that.
0: And so we, like, we've, what we've been doing for them, mm-hmm. we've been doing outside of this process. Mm-hmm. Um, because we don't know day-to-day exactly the problems we're going to be facing. Right. And so we can't plan two weeks in advance and write out exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. Is this a problem with getting things done as an idea? Um,
1: no, because... You can just do those things. You completely reprioritize whenever you want. Yeah. Um, the weekly review gives you a time to formally do that. Mm. But um, people do it differently.
0: Yeah. You know? um, Feels like a big problem when you're doing this as an organization.
1: Oh. Yeah. Um, it can be. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's interesting. Process is so particular to organizations i've come to learn yeah everyone has their own style of (laughs) the same thing right (laughs) you know it's it's and it varies wild wildly depending on yeah a lot of things i don't know i don't know Mm. it's tough i think it's tough to compare processes across two different companies because they're like there's so much complexity and like what yeah and they have different
0: goals and they have different different goals and
1: they've come from different backgrounds and different environments that um i think it's tough to say that any any one process is good Mm. in general right you know um so that part of part of what we do or what we like to do at at thought thought is to have retrospectives so that we can look it's basically yeah it's basically that point to look back and say this has worked this hasn't worked right instead of a dogmatic approach of like no this is the best way to do things it's like that that seems like it can, it will always fail right if you're just like this is the best way to do things but if you have a retro or some sort of meeting where you can just like regroup right talk about what's not working and like nothing is sacred <laughs> yeah at that point like um, there's a
0: safe space to express your opinion and you're not going to be yeah um mm. i think
1: that is the most important piece right. of kind of how we do things and how we should do things yep because then it's like science, right? Like you're, you're, you are you're do experiments. You try some things out. Yep. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't work. And you have that time to reflect and kind of pivot um, when it makes sense.
0: Hmm. But yeah. Interesting. It's tough. I think. So have you, are you going to start this getting things done <laughs> concept? I, I laugh because. I've tried so many times,
1: um, <laughs> and you're still not getting anything done, yeah, I get more excited about it when I um start committing to a lot of things, right, because then it just feels so much more necessary to straighten mm. out all this stuff, yep, um like i I don't know, um I did a lot of like wedding stuff in the past year. I sang in a wedding, I played uh, officiated guitar. in a wedding, yeah, I played guitar um. Yeah, you were just the wedding guy for a while. I was doing wedding websites, still doing <laughs> wedding websites. Oh wow! Um, and uh, now I have I'm doing this recording project. Yep. And uh, all outside of work, and we're trying to build build a house. Oh my gosh! No, we're not trying to build a house. <laughs> we're trying to buy a house. So yeah. And I just feel like you know we're we have a baby on the way. I think that my time situation is going to change very drastically
0: right well Um, i think i think the amount yeah so that is getting me again interested in okay i'm gonna have much less time right you need to be able to so i feel like you don't have much less time you do have you certainly have less time yeah when you have a kid because you have to dedicate time to right um managing uh and like raising and Mm -hmm. things um, but you do have a lot of free time, I feel, but it's yeah. very unstructured. You don't know when you're going to get it. Mm. Um, and so using it effectively is more difficult if you haven't. Yep. If you have if you don't already know beforehand, oh, well, here are some things that I can do when I have. Right. Free time. Yeah. It's tough and- to schedule anything.
1: Well, that's interesting because that's actually a big tenant of gtd is that you don't right. put things on the calendar unless they are actually like the like it has to happen it has to happen time. at the time right yeah. like if it's an appointment where yep um it's scheduled and whatever some things make sense like yep. that but don't just put things on the calendar that aren't real deadlines right which is also a thing that we how we like to build software right like right we <laughs>
0: Arbitrary deadlines don't help anyone.
1: Yeah, they're not really helpful. If you yeah. it there's a trust thing there where it's just like, okay, everyone's doing their best and we just need to keep working on the most important thing. Right. GTD has the same ideas where it's like you build out these next actions for projects, you prioritize the projects, maybe, yep. and you kind of just pull off the list. Yeah. Like whenever you have free time. Yep. Okay, what can I do now to to get the next action done on something? Yeah. So yeah, it seems like a perfect fit for that kind of, those kind of spurts right. of of productivity. Yeah, and we've um, unscheduled kind of time.
0: We've been really lucky with our daughter because she sleeps through the night consistently, mm. and she has slept through the night consistently since about three months old. Yep, um, that's great. <laughs> yeah, and so she goes to bed at seven thirty, and she wakes up at like somewhere between seven and eight which is just like yeah <laughs> um which is no like ho- okay. no one else's experience i can only hope um so a lot of things i've heard from other people um like our ceo um mm-hmm. was telling me that like he would just have things ready to do because there would be hours in the night where he'd have to wake up and sit with mm. with his children yeah and it's like, okay, well, I have two hours here yeah, in the middle of the night where...
1: So you kind of, yeah, treat those times as opportunities. Right. Um, where you can still, you know, like there's times when you're parenting and you like really want to be more present with yes. them. And that's like different, right? Yeah. This is like, okay, I'm here yeah. with you to well, supervise or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah. But I mean, that's what's really nice about... Um, page being so consistent is that mm-hmm. like i get home every night and i just spend the afternoon evening with her yeah like playing and reading books and doing shit yep um and that's fantastic yep to like have that and then seven thirty 30 she goes to bed and i can do yeah. basically whatever i want
1: yeah that's cool um sounds pretty good mm-hmm. <laughs> um you should aim for that yeah <laughs> Well, I think there's also an opportunity there to, um, you know, you stay in more when you have a kid. Yeah. Uh, seems like a lot more. Yeah. But not, not that we really go out a lot either. Right. But, um, that's another kind of opportunity for like getting things done that. Yeah. Like we don't, don't do just because you are out or you're, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, we haven't gone um, to the cinema in a while. I suppose that mm-hmm. would be nice. Yep. Um, but, like, we went out to Bodeborg. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've said that on the podcast. <gasps> uh, yeah. Last week. No, you did. Yep, yeah, you yeah. did. You talked about it. You went yesterday. Well, yeah, we went last night. F- we fucking love Bodeborg. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's fun. It um, is. I was shocked. It's a good time. Yeah, it seems like they're doing very well. Yeah. Which is we might go again next super weekend. Super great. Because Jess's brother is visiting. Nice. Just from Massachusetts. I was bummed because they didn't have the jungle one open last night. Do you know
0: the jungle? Oh. One? Huh. We didn't go in the jungle.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. I like, I like doing that one. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Alcatraz is still a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, what was I going to say? Do-ba-do-ba-do. I think that's it. I think that's an episode. Uh, I, I had add to... another thing. I need to do the outro. So, if you haven't thought of the other thing in
1: a couple yeah, of no, seconds, it's gone.
0: Okay. Um, listening to Hunch Pig may cause nausea. Um, if you experience vomiting, you should um, probably listen to the rest of the podcast just to make sure. Right. That that's not Hunch Pig. Mm-hmm. Um, if you become a Hunch Pig, uh, let us know. We need a mascot. What is a Hunch Pig? We've never talked. About.